It's the Auburn Observer Podcast Emergency Edition. Painter Sharpless. Auburn's got a football coach now. Finally. In business. In business. We're going to record this emergency episode. It's not going to be one of our longer ones. Um, you know, if you listen to our one uh, from, what was that, a couple days ago, it was we went pretty deep on this on that one. This one's going to be a quick one. Um, it's kind of some instant reaction on Brian Harson recording this here on Tuesday night. Um, Auburn rather recently made the uh, made the announcement that Brian Harson, Boise State head coach, is going to be the new head coach of the Auburn Football Tigers. And uh, yeah, let's just let's just react to it and uh, and uh, have have a little discussion about about this hire. Painter, your initial thoughts when you saw the news that Auburn was going to go with Mr. Harson. What do you think his hobbies are? Hmm. Good question. Here's the thing about Brian Harson. I want to I want to point out real quick. He's a Boise State lifer almost. Um, Brian Harson grew up in Boise. He played at Boise State. Um, he has spent m- the majority of his career at Boise State University. Um, as as a coach. Now he had the one stop um, at Texas before. Uh, becoming the head coach at Arkansas State. Yes, Gus Malzahn's successor at Arkansas State is now Gus Malzahn's successor at Auburn. Can't really make that kind of stuff up. Um, There's always something incestual about all this. <laughs> but you know what? Hey, I. But anyway, even then, I even then, on top of it, though, Painter, um, it might feel incestuous, but this is a guy who has not only no ties to Auburn, no ties to the SEC. At all, period. The closest he's ever come to coaching in all uh, coaching in the SEC is Arkansas State. He was at Texas for he was at Texas for a couple of years. Did I make up a word on accident? You said incest, incestual, which sounds like a combination of incestuous and instinctual. Which, if that's you don't want to combine those two words ever. <laughs> um, but so this guy was a Boise lifer. He's forty four years old. He's a Boise. He's pretty much a Boise lifer, and like he said it in his statement that they released in the press release, it was going to take something special for him to leave Boise. Now, there have been some frustrations at Boise State recently. They're trying to get out of the Mountain West. He has like demanded that they get out of the Mountain West because, you know, Boise State's Boise State has been really, really good under Harson, sixty nine and nineteen, nice under Brian Harson at Boise State. You know. All but one year of a full year has been a 10-win season. However, they have not, you know, they went to the Fiesta Bowl his first season. That's pretty much it. You know, they've been to a couple Las Vegas Bowls, went to the Cactus Bowl, went to the Poinsettia Bowl, uh, went to a first responder bowl that ended up getting uh, ended up getting canceled in 18. I dream of being in the position Georgia fans were in when they were calling for Rick's head. Where you're just consistently more or uh-huh. less winning nine to eleven games a year, and you get bored with that level of success, right? So you decide to go get an even better coach, maybe, maybe up for debate, maybe actually, actually, <laughs> actually to this point. But the thing with Brian Harson is, it was going to take something special for him to leave, and like Boise State, like kind of, kind of hit its ceiling. You probably thought until they got out of the Mountain West. It's a TV deal that doesn't help them out financially, doesn't help them out in terms of exposure. Look at what BYU has done by going independent. And able to say, look, you know, hey, we're you know we're a pretty big brand. Like right now, Zach Wilson is just absolutely shredding uh, right now in a, in a bowl game, and everybody was talking about he? BYU this season. 
Go ahead. Boise is sort of in a place where they're like that tropey character that's outgrown their hometown. You know, it's like we've outgrown this conference. It's right. time. We want more. We want to see what the world offers us. And, and so it doesn't seem like that was going to happen. They don't have an AD in place. I think they have uh, their school president. Uh, something going on there, I think. Be doesn't careful. have one. Um, so it makes sense for him to make kind of this jump. Now he comes to Auburn and like he has no ties to to Auburn. This is such a non-Auburn hire, man. Like the only it's Auburn refreshing. Yeah, the only Auburn connection that I've been able to find is that his agent or the agency that represents him is the same agency that represents Butch Thompson as well as some other really good coaches. Um Dabo Swinney being one of them. Um he is his agent, his the agency that he, that he's with is based out of Birmingham. That's your only real connection because other than the fact that he coached at the place that Gus Malzahn used to coach at, you know, he was his successor and, you know, he was a Texas coordinator, which I guess Gene Chizik also was. So there's your other connection. This is it. You know, I tweeted it on, on, on Tuesday evening when this thing first started coming out. Um, you know, Auburn has not hired a head football coach who has no previous experience in the SEC or the state of Alabama since 1948. Suge Jordan started a streak, and every head coach since then for Auburn has either worked in the SEC at some point or has worked in the state of Alabama. The exception with the state of Alabama, I think Jordan, you know, Jordan obviously was in the SEC with, with Auburn, but then, you know, Terry Bowden came over from Sanford. Big dog. In-state in, in, in guy, and also uh, it also helped that his dad was Bobby friggin' Bowden. Um, but this is, a, this is an outside-of-the-box hire for Auburn in a time – where the talk for the last 10 days has been, it, how is Auburn going to just stick to the same old stuff right now? And just, you know, it was going to be Java all over again, right? And whether that was people talking about Kevin Steele, whether it was people talking about, you know, getting somebody, uh, you know, who kind of fit the bill in, in other areas. This is out of left field kind of higher. I had not heard Brian Harson's name even connected to this job until earlier it was either earlier today or monday these days are starting to run together for me and i immediately went eh he's a pacific northwest guy hadn't really coached outside of uh you know i think auburn's gonna get somebody with sc experience and the same reason that you throw out a guy like matt campbell or, or tom allen it's like oh yeah they're gonna get somebody with some sc experience now you know i say that knowing that tom allen has that some sc experience from his time at at, uh, at old miss but this is a non-Auburn type of hire, all right? And there's been a lot of talk about what has gone on these last nine days at Auburn, whether it be boosters, board of trustees, president, AD, what's going on, who's got power, who doesn't have power, who's forcing what, what where does this all fit in? A broad criticism that I lobbed earlier right? in the week right? in sort of a joking manner, but right. I guess to be fair and give credit where it's due – I mean, I'll be very interested to see I what, was wrong about that, you know, at least in what the end seems to have culminated with. I'll be very interested to see what comes out of this in terms of how it happened and how it all went down. Because at the at face value, this looks like an Alan Green hire. This felt like an Alan Green type of hire. It felt like an outside-of-the-box hire, which Alan Green was, which is one of the directions. Which It, it feels like a hire you make when you make a national search, right? And it's not Mario Cristobal, and it's not Billy Napier. And it's not Steve Sarkeesian, and it's not any of these guys that we had heard. This one came out of left field, 
and it was broken by a national writer in Pete Thamel, who I know Auburn fans don't have. I, I know Auburn fans don't 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 think of him fondly because of the Cam days. But here's the thing: Pete Thamel breaks c- coaching news. He's good at it. He's good at it, and he did it here, right? And this one, it was like it takes everybody kind of by surprise because a lot of people didn't see this coming, including me, probably especially me. Because I'm not an insider. I'm not a newsbreaker. I, I tried to act like one at times during this process, and I look like an idiot after this. And, I, and I'll admit it. But th- this came out, this came out uh, truly out of left field. And it's such a hire. And I'm going to write about this. We're recording this on Tuesday night. So it might be out by the time you listen to this if you're listening to it on Wednesday. I'm going to write a story about why I think it's Brian Harson. And there was a pattern in the quotes that we saw from Alan Green and from Harson and from and from Jay Googe, who Jay, Jay Googe was like, y'all out here spreading fake news. That was kind of funny. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think misinformation was the was the one he used. I just can imagine Jay Googe getting mad, which I can't. Like, I don't know if the man's ever, like, gotten really – I mean, I'm sure he has, but, like, I just – I wonder how much cable news he watches. Just, or, like, just, getting him, just getting him upset at any moment. He just – I like the idea of him having a Twitter account and scrolling it and getting angry. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, well, I mean, he doesn't have to be angry. He might be happy. I don't, I don't <laughs> know. He just has been always been an even-keeled guy that, like, every time I'm I've seen him – The doubter's wrong. Right. So, okay. Um – Back to back to the point about Harson. Uh, the, the thing that stands out to me about this hire, Painter, is that Auburn went out and got one of the most successful coaches at his level in the country. He has won so many games at Boise State. They have been a model of consistency. They either win their conference or come close to it most years or win their division. They're constantly a 10 or 11 win team. And we'll see how this works. There's a lot of pieces that have to fit in. How is he going to recruit? Who is he going to keep on his staff? Is he going to get a brand new staff? Who? What are those people going to be? How are they going to be able to handle what the SEC is? Those are all valid criticisms and and wondering of like, all right, what it, what is what is this hire going to look like? But if you look at what Boise State has done, the man knows how to get a lot out of the talent he's got, and the man knows how to keep it moving, right? Boise State has been a model of consistency for so long, and that's got to be the angle here for Auburn. Because no matter who you hire, unless it's Urban Meyer or a Bob Stoops or a big name, a huge big name guy somewhere else, even a guy like Mario Cristobal, you at Auburn are not even with those guys. I'll even say it: you're not going to out recruit Nick Saban in Alabama. You're not going to out recruit Kirby Smart at Georgia right now. Most of the time, you're not going to out-recruit LSU or Texas A&M. Maybe Florida, too, the way they're coming along with Dan Mullen, which he's having a, he's having a great week. Um, so what are you going to do? What are you going to do in that case, right? And Auburn's got enough talent to compete for championships. We know that. They're in the blue-chip ratio. They're all that good stuff with them. We know these things about, about, uh, about Auburn. But they're still an underdog in their own conference and the fact that they don't have quite as much talent as their big rival. So what do you do? You can go chase explosive offense, the hot new name. You can do that. And, and, and that was something that like made sense for me on paper, right? Advocating, like, all right, this is why this guy would make sense. This is why this guy would make sense. That was an avenue. Instead, Auburn's going in a different direction. A guy who doesn't have 
explosive offensive, a ton of explosive offenses. Not a ton. Now they've had some really good moments at Boise State, and he had some really, really good moments when he was an offensive coordinator there under Chris Peterson. But Boise State, it's maximizing and getting the most out of the talent you have and maintaining this is who we are as a program. And it, it, is that the fix to what Auburn had under Gus Malzahn? Because under Gus Malzahn, they had some really high highs and some really low lows. What was the phrase we always use, Painter, when we talked about this football team? Consistently inconsistent. Right. Well, now you're bringing in a consistent coach. Is that going to be the difference? You said it better than I can. So, like, so what was your gut reaction as a guy who still considers himself a fan of this program? What was your gut reaction to hearing Brian Harson's going to be the next head coach at Auburn? Because I'll tell you mine in a moment, but I want to hear use, you 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 uses yours at first. God, I'm so bad at this. <laughs> the the fan side of me immediately begins convincing, right? Like looking to all the positives, and I think there are real reasons mm-hmm. to be optimistic and there's, pessimistic. There, there's some I real think, reasons for skepticism here, for sure. Absolutely. Especially in this so day and I, age of college football, and especially for how much money you just paid to get rid of the coach you had. My big concern, and like this can be done well, is how good of a recruiter is he. But I think Auburn offers some things that, as a baseline, he should, by my estimation, recruit no lower <laughs> so here, than top 15 classes. Boise State. Thinking about Boise State right now. They are, I would say, in terms of teams that are D1, FBS, FBS, they are the second – they're in the second worst state to getting to getting talent. Why, so what is going on out there? Wyoming is worse, and then it's Idaho. There's nobody there. Yeah, like, I was going to say, like, like, I, like how many I grew people up, live in those two right. states? I grew up in – I mean, you know, I grew up in I grew up in the middle of nowhere in the Wiregrass in South Alabama, you know, a few thousand people in town, not a whole lot going on around us. But that is a that place out there is desolate in terms of people. I mean, like Wyoming, like I don't even, I don't even think I don't think Wyoming even has eleven man football in high school. Idaho has one point seven eight million people as of twenty nineteen. That's low. That's real low. And you just don't get a lot of local talent. Now they have some. Brian Harson himself was a local talent. They have some, but they're not going to be bringing in great recruiting classes at Boise State. However, you know that Boise State is going to be consistently on top. And how many group of five teams have become fads? And people will point to, well, Boise State was for a while. But, like, numbers don't lie, man. Like, we'll see if Coastal has staying power. We've seen Sunbelt teams rise and fall. We've seen Conference USA teams rise and fall over time. Same thing in the AAC. Same thing, you know, in the MAC. There's something to have a staying power. And with him inheriting a program that he helped – take to the next level when he was under Chris Peterson as a coordinator, a place that he loved, place his alma mater, and then getting a chance to come back there and picking up where Peterson left off and just keeping it rolling. Now, they have not had the we're, you know, they've not had the Ian Johnson Statue of Liberty moment again, but they've had they've had that consistency. Is that the fix that Auburn needs? It's a direction to go in. It's a direction to go in counter to saying we're going to get Steve Sarkeesian and try to do what Alabama does on offense with not Alabama talent, right? Saying, saying we're going to go get Hugh Freeze or we're going to go get Lane Kiffin, try to do that on that side, which, especially in the case of Kiffin, I thought would have been a good hire. 
However, they're going in a different direction and saying, here at Auburn, we know that we're going to be super, super, super talented, but we're still fighting an uphill battle against our rivals. Who do we get to help us get over the hump and stay over the hump? That's the question. And I think you can do a lot worse than looking at the guy who's won 69 football games in the last six seasons at his, at his program, seven seasons. Generally. Do you have any intel on what kind of personality we're dealing with? So I had heard from people from the media that he's a good dude. He's not a jerk. His demeanor in press conferences and what I've seen from some of the quotes he said, he's, he's a dude who's going to be tough on his players. Very discipline heavy. Not necessarily just scream your head off and go nuts kind of guy. He's more of a quieter guy has always been the thing I've, I've seen in kind of, kind of, um, you know, descriptions about him in the past. But I think a guy who's very laser focused, very intense, but not, you know, a egomaniac or, you know, a dictator or any kind. That doesn't seem to be strikes that strikes the thing from him. Um, but I think he's going to be a guy that's going to come in and maybe it's part of what sold him, what he sold Auburn on is like, hey, here's what we're going to do. And we're going to build to that, and we're going to establish a foundation. I think that's what I think that's something he said in, in his quote, his opening quote. Uh, let me see it. I'm ready. Uh, I have a tremendous amount of respect for the coaches and players in the Southeastern Conference, but I am ready to help build a foundation at Auburn where we can consistently compete for championships. Oh, oh he's been doing his homework. Right. So the thing there. He used the C word. Mm. So the thing there, consistent, yeah, they, that c word. Let's be let's be very let's be. Very I'm just honest. trying to make sure we're all on the same page, baby. Right. Um. This is. I mean, he has had some really good recruiting classes for his level at Boise State, but now he's going to come into a place where he has resources to compete. It's going to be a build. It's going to be a build to, to be where where you are. Right. Like, how do you build on what what you're at? It's going to be a change. It's going to be a shift. You know, I don't think Auburn's going to come in and say, yeah, here we go, year zero. There's an expectation of what you need to be. But the key is, can you build on that expectation and continue it? And I think the key thing to keep in mind here, Painter, we have no idea what we're talking about in terms of hires and grading hires. Everybody wants to grade a hire right now. Who knows, man? Who knows? We There's talk- three coaches I'd feel confident about. We talked about this recently. It is Nick Saban, Dabo Sweeney, and Urban Meyer. And outside of that, there's varying levels of certainty I could place on a guy. But it's like, even then, I would have said all those. We keep going back to those same three names. And it's like, I thought all those three of the guys were a lock for a certain level of success. And really, none of them have attained any of it. Mm-hmm. So Also, my mom just sent me a message that said... Harson, new coach. So I, yes, think that's really sweet of her to make sure I was in the loop. She's 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 trying to break it, break the news for you. Um, we appreciate that. Thank you, Karen. Thank you, Karen. You're you're keeping us on on the ball. Um, I'll tell you, my reaction was like, what? Like why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's it's not a splashy hire. That's not a hail mary hire. It's not it doesn't have any experience in the SEC. What in the Look at his look at his offenses recently. Okay, he doesn't have these fantastical, wonderful, like super explosive offenses. All right, so why do they do this? And I think we'll see in the days to come, kind of the explanations behind it. But I think we see. I think we've seen why that this is the, this is the hire they were made. This is the avenue they're going for. This is the direction they've posed. They want consistency, so they go get a consistent coach. Not a knock on Gus Malzahn. Gus Malzahn took you to some really high highs. 
the reason why you're here is that the consistency wasn't there, right? And instead of well, he was consistent in the wrong way. And instead of selling out for here comes our explosive offense, you know, here we're going to get this guy, they're going to go in a different direction. Could it work? Absolutely. It could really work. Could it be not an upgrade at all? Yeah. It's a good chance that you've just paid a lot of money to <laughs> not really change your fate any. And we'll see what it, his staff is going to be so crucial here, right? Yeah, you got to hire Sark. There's the big yeah, there's the big Kevin Steele. <laughs> there's the big Kevin Steele thing that's going to be hanging over this, right? Kevin Steele, Ronnie Garner, Travis Williams, that defensive staff. It's going to be a thing that's hanging over that. Is he going to keep people around here? Cuz cuz that's that's the big question. It's like he has not recruited in the SEC. I think a lot of the stuff that makes you a really good football coach He's got, but in recruiting, he's done well. He's done really well relative to his to his talent level at Boise State. But this is a whole new ball game. This is a completely different different world. We know he's an offensive guy. He's got experience in that. What's he going to do on the defense side? Who's his- are you ready to cha cha slide against Nick Saban if you have to? <laughs> That's a good question. That's a good question. Because and if you're not, get ready, baby, because you're going to be asked to do some weird things, or maybe not even asked, just expected. You're going to have to put on, put on your dancing shoes, get the bag men ready, keep it rocking. Yes. Um. I, I I there's so many questions to take take away from this, but there's so many. I think that I think it's very much a. I think it's very much a. All right. Well, I'm spinning you, what, this in my head. You, like no doubt. What's up? I'm spending it in my head. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to find all the positive angles. And you can find I, there'll be plenty of negative angles to point out. There'll be plenty of like, all right, what's he, what he going to do on this? What's he going to do on this? I don't even know if there's negatives as much as it's just like, yeah, we don't know how that's going to go. Right. Because he hasn't had right. to do it. And if right. he can do it, then great. You know, you've got some other attributes that you already feel good about. But there is a chance that it doesn't go well because he's not ever been asked to do it. But for a fan base that was so on edge through this process, you hire a guy that's not necessarily going to be like, no, no way, uh-uh, this is not going to work. You didn't hire that kind of guy. There's not a revolt. Most people are kind of like I was. They're like, hmm, all right. Hmm. Let's see how this so goes. Scratching your chin. Right, let's see how this goes. No, Auburn didn't come in and say, we're going to hire X, Y, and Z. We're going to be our be this guy right here. I mean, this this team right here. They just came in and I, I here's your plan and this is what they're going to. And if you were worried that Auburn, it was just like the whole Auburn being Auburn, the good old boy network, whatever you want to call it, it's hard to see how that conjures itself into hiring a guy from Boise State who has never coached in the SEC before. Colin show is going to be live tomorrow. Aren't you so glad we don't do that anymore? <laughs> I mean, we stopped doing we stopped doing call-ins a while back because you know when we were doing the show because we were tired of doing them. But um, sorry, um, and guys are better at them. Like Dan Pack has more patience than they, anybody. Dude, yeah, Bill Cameron and just Bill Cameron's a saint. Our boy, our boy JJ over at Sports Call and all those guys. Shout out to them. We're not trying to compete against that. I'm sure Shadow hates this hire, and that's that's probably a good sign for Auburn. So, but no, I mean respect to those guys. Yeah, like, Dan is one of my my all time faves. Dan's a Charisma, fan. Dan's a fan of this hire. Dan King. Dan is blowing up my phone talking about how good this hire is. 
So if you got if you got the if you got Dan Peck and the Dan Peck Radio Network on your side, you can take on the world. You can take on the world. I'm uh, I'm convinced. Brian Harson at Brian, Daniel Allen Peck on Twitter, and he uses Twitter like it's 2011, baby. I love it. A legend, <laughs> an absolute legend. So we'll see how this goes uh, for Auburn moving forward. Um, it's going to be a really interesting few days. It's new. It's different. We'll see how new and how different it will be, depending on who stays on his staff and what happens moving forward. It's also a relatively cheap. His his bio was tiny, like almost to the point like it was barely even there. I want to say it was like a quarter million dollars or something like that. Well, it's just so interesting too that like for Poor as Boise good State, as man. Auburn is, Oof. for as good as Auburn is at airing out its like dirty laundry publicly, so that we always look silly whenever a big decision has to be made about this program. Mm-hmm. They landed in a place I didn't expect, and that that newness you're talking about and some of the unknowns that will hinge upon making this a good hire or not for now, because it's unknown, it's exciting. It's fresh. It's not the type of hire that we're necessarily accustomed to. And I think there's a, there's an avenue there where people can say that's exciting. That's different. I'm, 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 I'll say this to someone who covers this team. I'm really curious to see what's next. Um, I have heard good things about Brian Harson. uh, I'm very intrigued by his potential at Auburn, and you know it's it, it's going to be it's going to be a new era in a way, uh, and we will see how much different it ends up being in time. Right. But it ain't trying. Here's the thing: you're not trying to be Alabama or Georgia, right? You're like you didn't hire a Saban assistant, and there were some good ones out there, including Billy Napier, including Mario Cristobal. Including Steve Sarkeesian, Lane Kiffin, right? There were there were good ones out there, but now you're now you're showing that you're going to try to beat Alabama and Georgia without trying to beat Alabama and Georgia. And to me, that is what Auburn is, right? The we've got to do some things differently. You're Auburn, right? You're not the number one school school in your state. You you have to compete with the behemoth that is Alabama football. All right. You go somewhere differently, and you see, and you roll the dice and see how it worked. You went somewhere differently, you know, when you when you brought Gus in. I guess the the different thing was like you you leaning on Gus and leaning on that offense. I think was a little was was different, and, and it defined an era of Auburn football. What is this next era going to look like? How does this fit in with a lot? I mean, this offense at, at Boise State. And we'll we'll break it down in more detail later on. And I'm sure I'll be doing a lot of film study here. Um, really balanced. One wants to win at the point of attack. Spreads the ball around. Does some things that that Auburn fans have been wanting to see a little bit more of. Brian Harson's got a quarterback background. He's coached some really good ones, including the guy who might end up replacing him there in Kellen Moore. Um, Brett Rippian was a, was a really good uh, Rippin Rippian. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, Brett. Uh, <laughs> was a really good quarterback for a while there at Boise State. Like so, it checks some boxes. It doesn't check every box. It doesn't check some boxes. I thought were going to be deal breakers for Auburn, but it didn't. And they made the decision. And it's not Auburn being Auburn, and it's not the same old same old. So, you- yeah, I wonder how much the optics of all of this mattered in the direction that they ultimately went with the pushback against. Steel that came online, especially, and 
There was a know. lot of stuff that was out there and that was reported that we'll end up seeing how how valid it, it was in the process. Like I said, Gooch mm-hmm. said it, but like it was reported by several people that Steele had didn't interview that he was a candidate. I mean, I'd heard he was a candidate from the very beginning, but he didn't interview for the job. And by the way, now Auburn has played Northwestern, which belief that's going to be a it's going to be a real weird football game, I imagine. Especially coming off of coming off of uh, hardly any practice by the time they get back from from Christmas. Wonder can they just give them PlayStation fives and call it a day? I, you, I would lo- I would love that, especially for Jordan Peters. Uh, he has been on the grind. I feel I feel I feel real bad for him um, as someone who is currently staring at my own PlayStation five. If you are a prospective bag man and you want to get in the game, that seems like a good way to do it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. So we will dig in more on Brian Harson in this hire later on. Hopefully there will be a press conference here, maybe tomorrow. Uh, Let's zoom it up, baby. Maybe we'll zoom it up. I'll be doing some. I'll be doing some more digging. We'll watch a little film. I know a lot of you on Twitter have asked, um, you know, about a film study. It's going. It's going to be there. It's a weird time because of Christmas and all that, but we're gonna get it to you. Don't worry. Do you think he will rely on play action and RPOs? <laughs> I wonder about RPS. They they did run a decent bit of play action. I know. I, shout out to my dad, who I'm sure the first thing he thought of, and uh, the first thing he thought of when Auburn hiring a Boise State head, uh, head coach was, man, the Boise State playbook in NCAA 14 was a lot of fun. It was just raw. Just just yes, sir. It's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be real fun to watch. But we will talk about that. What do you think he will? Uh, what do you think we will? How will we label his offense? What will the layman describe it as? Multiple. <laughs> Just the easy buzzword always. It really is, though. Um, I, I'm curious because they've done a lot of different stuff in the past, and I and I, I want to see what kind of bags of tricks they've done. And he also loves calling trick plays, man. That's oh. the boys. Eh, it's Boise State way. Their most famous play is a trick play. And they've done wonder plenty of them. A, wonder if he's a late guy or a ski guy. That's it. You, you asked. This is a good way to come full circle. You asked about his hobbies earlier. Man grew up in Idaho. A lot of a lot of outdoorsy stuff you can do up there, so I wonder if wonder if he's going to enjoy Lake Martin. I don't know. Be curious. Boise's yeah, a nice place. Some... Shout out to Boise. Shout out to my friend Kristen. I know she's not listening to this podcast because she told me when I started the Observer she would not be listening to the podcast because she was tired of podcasts. Which I respect somebody who has it. that. Yeah, I, I I respect I respect that level of uh commitment. That's that's uh, that's values right there. Um. We will talk. I'm excited to learn more about this guy from you. I'm just gonna let you do all the work. <laughs> well, I'll let and you. I'll just, I'll just take it in. You can, you can continue to talk. We need your, we need right. your, we need your ears and your, and your voice and your, uh, and your. Uh... I actually, I need that's your, it. I need your that's eyeballs. Really I need your eyeballs too because you're my editor. You got to remember oh, that. That's right. That's right. Um. So we've got. I think you mentioned this at the top, but more plans. Hmm. On Wednesday, Wednesday morning story. story. Yep, and then Thursday, if I'm not mistaken, Inner Circle. Look out for uh, another podcast. We'll put out a pod- additional information. We'll put out a podcast sometime before Christmas. We might give it to you on Christmas Eve. You can listen to it. You can listen to it while you're getting ready for Santa or whatever you're doing. Um, we'll probably do that on Thursday. Another story coming out. We're gonna try to take Friday easy. You know, no, but y'all don't need to be reading anything we're doing on Christmas Day. Spend time, spend time with spend some time with, time with, time with your life. loved ones if you can, and if you if you can't, call them, talk to them. 
um, hang out, do something fun. Like just whose families are we making play on Christmas this year? Hmm. There is an NFL. There, there is an NFL there game. Games? There are several NBA games as always. Excellent. Well, good. I'm glad that they can't be with theirs. Um, so keep an eye out on that subscribers. You'll get the story in the morning, another podcast later this week. If you're listening to this and you want to be a subscriber, mm-hmm. all $6 a month or $60 a year. Also got a lot of gift subscription options, um, out there so that you can check it out and, and send it to one of your loved ones your friends, families, enemies, whatever on, uh, on, on Christmas and the holiday season. You check that out as well. Real quick before we go, just because this is another instant reaction, while we were recording this podcast, Turbo Jones announced that he has entered the transfer portal. Auburn played basketball earlier today. It's hard to believe. Uh, had a pretty good second half to pull away um, from Appalachian State and won. Turbo did not play a minute. Um, his, uh, his playing time has gone down drastically since uh, Justin Powell and Alan Flanagan um, kind of took over the position as Auburn continues to wait for Sharif Cooper, who was back in practice, by the way. Um, oh, baby, free my man. So I think it was going to be harder and harder for Turbo to find playing time. Um, and he is, uh, you know, things are tightening up right now. He has announced he is he's going to be going elsewhere. Uh, go miss, go miss Turbo. I'm going to miss Turbo uh, being around because he was a he was a fun guy to watch uh, in warmups especially. And uh, didn't work out for him at Auburn. I'm sure it'll work out somewhere else for him because he's a dude with a lot of talent and a lot of upside. So, shout out to Turbo. Was it Powell that hit the final shot of the game? Did he make that game push because they won by 14? That was um, Chase Mosdorp, the walk-on. Oh, uh, yes, walk you're on. right. You're right. And, That's right. And Let's I know some people, to them for I know some people who have 13 and a half, so that one, <laughs> that one got them to 14. Uh, I know they had Auburn covering 13 and a half, so that was a big bucket for y'all. Anyway. Uh, we'll have more to talk about AuburnObserver.com, Auburn football, and Auburn basketball. There's a new head coach, and the basketball season's getting heating up, heated up uh, with uh, SEC play starting next week. Appreciate it. invite me to that suite, baby. Let's let's have some fun next season. Painter, Painter, uh, can you uh, can, before we sign off? And again, <laughs> again, appreciate all of you listening. Appreciate all of you for supporting the show. This quick episode. It's gonna be free everywhere. We'll have a we'll we'll do our premium one for all of our subscribers later in the next day or two. So keep an eye out for that. Painter, how do you feel though now that the hire has been made about somebody who claimed that he was both the head coach and on the search committee? Uh, the decision of uh, of Harson being the head coach. I think this is your official uh, this is your official uh, resignation or um, not resignation, but uh, what do they call that um, when you have to bow out? Um, why can't I, why can't I, why can't I, what do, what do politicians do when they lose races? What is that? Concede. Concession. Bow this out. is your concession speech, Painter. Go for uh, it. So I'm proud to have been on this search committee. It was an honor to appoint myself to that and to give myself title of head coach. And uh, I wasn't going to do any of the things that you guys wanted anyway, and there's really nothing you could do about it. And that was the most exciting part. But mostly I'm just excited to have had the opportunity to, uh, to help select this, this coach and move us into a new era.